The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast. This is episode 179 of the show. We've got a couple of very special guests for you this week. We are going to be sitting down and talking with Brandy M. Miller and Wilnona Marie. Uh, Wilnona, you might recognize that name. She's a return guest. She is of the And I Thought Ladies duo. And uh, But this time we're here. She's here discussing her latest book that she wrote with Brandy, Free Falling and Loving It. Along the way, I'm having a blast with these ladies talking about uh, getting unstuck from your story, the business of romance, showing versus telling in romance, and knowing the character backgrounds and backstories so that you can create their front story. That and so much more. It's a very good conversation. I think... Uh, you're going to really like this because we, we really dive in deep into uh, story and characterization and and all that. And it, it's it's really great. So if you're interested in, you know, romance or if you're just interested in building a story, this is a great conversation and one you're going to really enjoy. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up here in just a moment. Meanwhile, I'd like to thank our sponsors, starting with Scrivener, my favorite writing software Hey, check out this commercial so you can hear how to save 20% on the regular desktop version. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scrivener. Now, I know you've heard about Scrivener because their writing software has been embraced by hundreds of thousands of other writers like you and I, from the novice to best-selling novelists. The reason we all use it is because of Scrivener's core concept to bring all the writing tools you use together in a single application. And with tools like automatic backup, character maps, project goals, and let's not forget that amazing corkboard, you can see why I use Scrivener every day. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener Writing Software, built by writers for writers. All right, yes indeed, thank you again to Scrivener. And hey, don't forget everyone that Scrivener 3 is available now, and it is incredible. I also want to thank Audible for partnering up with the show and offering you a free audiobook and 30-day trial by just clicking the link in the show notes. Hello friends, Jason here, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about a great offer from Audible. Like you, I'm very busy. I have a full-time job, a family, I'm a thriller author, and I do this weekly podcast. But I also love to read. That's where Audible is a lifesaver for me. Whether I'm mowing the yard, working out, driving back and forth to work, or doing some other menial task, I can still listen to an incredible book through Audible. And now you can get a free 30-day trial by going to audibletrial.com slash sample chapter. 
By doing that, you'll not only have that 30-day trial, you'll also gain access to guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, A-list comedy, exclusive Audible originals, and even podcasts like the Sample Chapter Podcast. Last year is the first time I ever achieved my own personal reading goals, and it was because of some wonderful titles I listened to on Audible. Some of those titles were Ready Player Two by Ernest Klein, narrated by Will Wheaton, the Awaken Online series from Travis Bagwell, narrated by David Stifle. Patient Zero by Jonathan Mayberry, narrated by the incredible Ray Porter. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention previous guest Scott Meyer with his Magic 2.0 series, narrated by Luke Daniels. It's a lot of fun and definitely worth your time. A full disclosure, by signing up at audibletrial.com slash sample chapter, the show does get a little monetization, which goes directly towards any production needs uh, with the show. So you're also helping us out here by signing up. So what are you waiting for? Head on over now to audibletrial.com slash sample chapter and start your free 30-day trial today. All right. Pop Goes the Culture Network is the very first podcast network that we joined about two years ago. They are home to about a dozen other shows, all of them pop culture related. So whether you're looking for movie and TV news, uh, celebrity gossip, uh, you know, maybe hearing about the box office again and uh, how that's uh, starting to return. Uh, I even just went over the weekend and saw A Quiet Place 2, which was outstanding and I love getting to see a movie on the big screen again. All of that is available there at the Pop Goes Culture Network. Click that link in the show notes to find out more. Finally, I want to thank the other wonderful network that I'm a part of, the Project Entertainment Network, home to more than 30 different shows of an extremely wide variety. Check out this advertisement for one of those incredible shows. Hello, podcast addicts and curious listeners. Dr. Galvanic's Odd Tales is a narrated podcast with dark, thrilling and mysterious stories. In each episode, Dr. Galvanic's Odd Tales will take you through the mysteries of the Australian outback, lead you into a remote corner of the galaxy, or it will accompany you through a mind-bending nightmare. You can find Dr. Galvanic's Odd Tales on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Subscribe to the show so you won't miss another episode. See you out there. Okay, so our sponsors and podcast networks alike are both available on social media uh, just as we are. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram just by looking up the Sample Chapter Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do so by emailing me at samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail by calling 660 851 1140 four six all right well i don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice but it is very very early i got up early so i could uh, go ahead and knock this out and i'm getting my workout in trying to change up my schedule a little bit and give myself some more writing time because writing has not been uh, that successful lately i've been other than <laughs> uh writing a few things down once in a while i have not been doing good so but anyway um uh, that being said how about we go ahead and get on over to our interview with Brandy M. Miller and Wilnona Marie and the novel that they co-wrote together, Free Falling and Loving It.
Hello, Sample Chapter listeners. Welcome back. This is another wonderful and delightful episode. Uh, today, we have a, a, a brand new duo for you, but at the same time, something familiar. Uh, we have return guest, Will Nona Marie of the And I Thought Ladies group, here today with another co-author, Brandy M. Miller, and they're going to be discussing their new book, Free falling and loving it. I can't wait to dive into this and uh, let's just get over to it. Ladies, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having us. I'm so pleased it's to be here. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy to have you both here. Uh, well, Nona, this makes third time. And uh, oh my gosh, it's been fun catching up. I and mean, we're talking about getting older and mystery pains and eating whole foods, all kinds of fun stuff prior to the show. Uh, but here we're talking about this new book. This is exciting. It is exciting. It is. It's really exciting for me because it's my first venture into romance. And if it hadn't been for Brandy, I'd have never finished this. This is the first book that has taken me years to write, not weeks. <laughs> well, let's go back a little bit. How did you two get involved? How did, how did you two connect uh, with this idea and, and how did it begin? Um, it began because I was stuck. Brandy, you want to take the rest? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, she'd been working on it for eight years, I think, right? Mm -hmm. And um, she was stuck. And so she and I knew each other from other venues and areas. We, we you know, had a friendship going on for uh, four years. And I was her um, editor for her magazine, the And I Thought uh, Literary Magazine, and then the 25 Hottest Indies Magazine. And so she knew I could write. <laughs> and so, you know, she, she asked me if I would uh, look it over and, and give her some input. And so part of what I did was I created basically character profiles and just what I thought their different motivations were and how I thought, you know, they might have connected together based on what I'd read from her. And she's like, oh my gosh, you got it. This is, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> and, uh, so then we started working together on, on fleshing out uh, the storyline and where we thought things would go. And I so think that's... for me, my favorite part is just, first of all, knowing that she got it because I had actually tried to work with another author on it and we just couldn't get together and make it work. And, um, but then the second part was, you know, when you've been writing something off and on for eight years, you forget plot lines mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and characters and what they're supposed to be doing. And you're like, well, you can tell like in the first four years where I was constantly working and then you're like, oh, she, she uh, forgot a couple of months and she forgot this and that. And then Brandy pointed those out to me and I was like, oh, I can fix that. So then we started to get a whole story that we could actually work on together. Yeah. 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 Oh gosh. I mean, that's, I, I can completely relate to that. That's the exact same thing that happened with my first book. I'd been working on it for seven, eight years. And just spinning my tires, I kept rewriting the first few chapters, and then I'd think, well, maybe if I jump towards the end, and I'll write a little bit of that, and I uh, just kept skipping over the middle, and I finally got in with the local writing group, and that helped me kind of regain some focus, and uh, get that in there, and then NaNoWriMo hit, and I was like, all right, I'm going to start over fresh, let's, let's go from there, and yeah, the rest is history after that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's easy to forget what was going on in your book if you hadn't touched it in a while 
Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, like when I started writing this book, I was coming back to having a writing career and genre. I kind of like only did mystery and suspense before. And then actually someone asked me to write a romance book that would be for the modern woman. And so I was like, sure, I can do that. Because I mean, at that time, uh, suspense took books to me like three weeks, maybe. Like I finished mm. the entire draft in oh three weeks. And so I was like, oh, I'll have it to you in a couple of months because I mean, it's romance. I'm going to need more time. And, you know, eight years later, I'm back. We wrote a couple what? I think the end I thought ladies have 17 books out. And then I wrote another six by myself. So it's been a while. There's a lot of characters floating <laughs> around in the head and none of them made sense <laughs> for that romance book. <laughs> Not to mention, I'm also like, I can't write romance. And I know that. So Brandy was a huge help at actually putting love into the story because I, I use plot driven things not character driven and that's different brandy i'm sorry i talked a lot do you want to say something now i know i mean it's it's true though um one of the things that's hard about romance is that you have to fall in love not just with the characters but with their relationship it has to be believable it has to be something you really want to cheer for like you have to see these people together and want them together and that's part of the hard sell about romance Oh my gosh. I, uh, I'm in the middle of a series and I've got a young adult couple that it's will they, won't they? And I'm trying to do this moonlighting style, uh, that kind of <laughs> the arguing and they like each other, but it's obviously they don't like each other also. And it's so frustrating trying to hit the right notes. It is frustrating and it is challenging because, uh, you don't want it too much drama. Like you don't want them constantly. You, you've got to walk that balance between them. But well, it's kind of like being in a real romance, right? You got to walk the line between so much conflict that the conflict is the only thing that's there. And then putting that spark in there that tells you that, yeah, underneath all that arguing, there's something really going there. Yeah. Like it's more like they're fighting, not each other, but their feelings for each other. Oh, I like that. I like that. Well, all right. So like I said before, uh, Winona is a return guest. This is her third trip with her. So we're, we're pretty familiar with Winona's past and her other books. Brandy, what is a little bit of your background and how did you um, get started? Well, I actually, I, I wrote six books before I published my first one. And my, my first books that I published were nonfiction. And it was just um, like how to write an ebook in 40 days or less was my very first published book. And uh, it was not geared toward anything advanced. It was just basically outlining my process for how I got it done. And so I put that out there and it got pretty good reviews until we got a one star review. And I was like totally devastated. I was like, how dare she? And her, her comment was that there was nothing new in this book that you couldn't find on the internet. I'm like, I wrote it for beginners, lady. What do you want from me? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and the second book I published was creating a character backstory, which was all about uh, asking yourself the right questions to put yourself in the headspace to understand where this character comes from. What has shaped and formed them into becoming the person they are? So that they take life and they breathe on the page. Because if you don't have a solid idea of their backstory, it's hard to present their front story. You don't know where they're coming from. It's just like they don't they don't exist until the story begins. But the reader needs to have a feeling, even if they don't know it, 
that this person lived before the pages started. Oh, well said. So taking that time, even if you don't include any of that backstory in your story, taking that time to walk through their, their background, how they grew up, where their first love was, where their first kiss was, the monumental things that change a person's life, taking those those momentary steps to walk through that can actually help you bring some of that into your story in a meaningful way. Like, you know, maybe they have an ex-girlfriend that's hanging around and you need to know that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a uh, past infidelities in this relationship and you need to know that, you know, because that pain is going to come through or it should. And if it doesn't, you fail. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so that was my background was started off with the nonfiction. And then um, I, I'm actually very cautious with releasing fiction because it has such such a potential for more impact on a person's life. When you pick up a nonfiction book, we all have a belief based operating system that runs our brain and makes decisions for us without us even being aware of it. When you pick up a nonfiction book, you know you're being taught something. So your, your natural guard, your skepticism is up. You're going to analyze this person. You're going to say, well, do I trust what they say or not? You know, does this jive with what I already believe or not, right? Mm -hmm. But well-written fiction, in order to get into it, you have to suspend that natural belief system. So that means that everything that's written has a chance to plant a seed that wouldn't have gotten there otherwise. They're not on their defense against it. So I'm much more cautious with my fiction release. In fact, my first adult fiction release, The End of Purgatory, came out last year. Wow. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank That's you. fantastic. Yeah. And it's a, it's a story about the difference between love and lust. Because, you know, I'm, with all the Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight stuff, you know, you <laughs> see people getting into books about relationships where really it's not love. It's obsessive, unhealthy obsession. Yeah. And so I wanted to contrast what unhealthy obsession looks like and where it leads, which is never a good place, and, <laughs> and real authentic love, where the person leaves you free to walk away, free to say no, free to make your own decision. And the, so the book doesn't end with them together, but you know that the door is open. Well said. Well, uh, Wilnona, uh, so we last talked in March last year, and uh, you and Jade were quite busy at that time. You had the uh, your magazine, 25 Hottest Indie Authors, so much going on. What what have you been up to this past year? Um, a few things. Uh, we released a board game based off of our actual what? script book, called, and uh, we started a new, par uh, new podcast where we have real actors that read our script. And Brandy actually is one of the characters. She portrays Ginny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brandy, if you stick around for episode four, that is Ginny's episode. She rocked the whole Sweet. episode. Oh, believe like, me, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so we have that podcast and we were able to actually meet more people in Hollywood through that podcast. Because, you know, you have to get real research we figured why not have our audience research with us so we interviewed most of the people that are in here like we have uh it takes place in hollywood so we interviewed talent managers publicists agents 
you name it, we interviewed them, the actual stars of shows to see what their life is like. So our audience can learn about Hollywood and they can listen to our script about Hollywood. And then, um, oh, the last one that I really, really, really love. Well, next second to the most that I love is we released a uh, new merchandise, which I like to call a clothing line. So we now have like bathing suits, tennis shoes, dresses, shirts, jewelry, and they're all from our books from, from they're inspired by our books. We just did a photo shoot on that last week. And uh, the last thing that I really, really love is we got into having personal, uh, having wine and wine glasses that are ours. Oh my gosh. I should say we also See, money is in the merchandising, man. The money is in the merchandising. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, that's the book fantastic. is just a place to begin, but it's not the place to end. I should also mention that this year I actually am going to finish the first documentary and start the second documentary on our lives. One of the things I hear a lot as an indie author is um you want to make sure not to have all of your income coming from one area. So just your books, uh, or if you're a podcaster, you're just getting it from the podcast, you know, because if what one thing ever goes away, now what do you do? And it's, it's the same thing as, you know, what, how we're used to growing up with, you know, our parents had like one job, um, maybe a secondary job or whatever, but you know, the, the days of going, sticking with one job for 30 or 40 years doesn't really stick around that much anymore. So people who lose that job, then, uh, yeah, what do you do next? So this is awesome. You've got so many, uh, what's the term for it? Pokers in the fire. So many different streams of income. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's actually the secret to every truly wealthy individual. They don't rely on just one stream of income. They will invest to build out multiple streams so that if one goes away, big deal. They've got six or seven still coming in and then they'll work to get another one going. So that's why you find like, you know, the football player will invest in starting up a car lot, car dealership, right? Or a restaurant, you know, so that there's always something coming in the door. And that's how they build that mega wealth. Um, most of us have been trained to rely on one income, like a job. And we, we, this is the reason why married people prosper more than single people do, because there's usually two incomes coming into the household. I should mention though, um, right here, that it's very important for the multiple streams. And the reason I learned this is because my mother was an entrepreneur. She left a really good job and um, started her own business. And when she started her business, you would think, oh, it's just that one income. No, there was three or four in different income streams that were under the umbrella of the one business. So I've always seen it when I was younger. And I think I mentioned before, my first time doing taxes was at seven years old by hand. Cause I wanted to stay up late. And my mom was like, if you want to stay up late and you know how to add and subtract correctly, come on, we're going, and you can read, we're going to do taxes together. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to do taxes. And then um, I also wanted to say one of the really great things about starting a new business. I don't know if anyone knows this, but for federal taxes for the first couple of years, you can take on net operating loss and that will really knock down your profits from the other businesses. So you don't have to pay as much in taxes. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. Plus, you can write off basically anything if it's a home-based business. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness, right? I love the home office. Oh, mm -hmm. my word. And you're like, wait. And then I tried to always, when I was searching for a house, I made sure that the office was, like, even with each other room so that when it came out, it literally came out to one six. 
of my house mm-hmm. got this done. And it was perfect mm-hmm. perfection. Yeah. Plus the depreciation with the net operating loss. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that people don't realize they can do to uh, leverage a book and, and turn it into something that actually benefits them multiple ways across the board. Um, from taxes, you know, if you're if you're doing it as a business, you know, you can you can claim it like my my table in my dining room is my workspace. And so I get to claim my dining room as, you know, a tax write-off. And when I'm my computer, because I also do uh, game development. So my computer is a tax write-off and it's a beast. <laughs> it's a $2,500 <laughs> computer. And because I do game development, I can also write off games. That's awesome. We got talking about business and not yeah, work. yeah, I, swear, yeah. Like, I know. Hey, man, romance is business. Let's face that's it. What, okay, no, 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 no. I remember many conversations with you, Brandy, where romance, you're like, romance is not business. It's about feelings. And I was like, I don't know. No, no. Romance is about, romance is actually, the initial kickoff for romance is feeling. Starts off with infatuation. You feel that chemistry and that power. So that's the emotional stage. But if the romance is good, there will be a point where it moves past that initial emotional chemistry and then it becomes, let's get down to business, right? <laughs> Are we good and compatible? Are we going to be somebody that can last? Right. Now, how, how do you two go through putting that on the book, though? So I wrote book. the initial mm-hmm. chapters and then Brandy made it work. because as I say I'm a very plot driven writer because I write suspense I mean my my characters change slowly it takes like six books for them to really change you know Mm -hmm. so um so for Brandy being able to understand the emotions of human beings because apparently my vision of romance was very odd so she made it actual like real and normal and natural Brandy you can explain how that goes because I have no idea well, it, it's more a matter of, like I said, it, it's it's a figuring out what they're really fighting about, what what's really going on, what's really driving the conflict, um, why are they attracted to each other, what is it about each other that they're looking for to gain? Because we get into relationships always with an eye toward filling a need, and so it's understanding the need that we're looking to fill that kind of helps drive that romance and the chemistry that builds. My friend, since um, the character is a divorcee, she is put in a situation where she's confronted with her ex. She has to work with him. She doesn't have a choice. And yes, there's still a lasting chemistry between them. There's still that spark, but it's an unhealthy spark Mm. because it's driven by by, um, his narcissism and her, you know, kind of having catered to that for a long time. So she's still kind of got that mentality. And so it's, it's a predatory type thing. Like he, he senses prey and he's going to pursue it. So you kind of portray that, right? Like, oh my yeah, gosh. there's chemistry, but it's not healthy chemistry. Yeah, this is amazing stuff. Now, one of the things that uh, you know, our peers always tell us is show, don't tell. So do you have an example of how you would show that in a story? Yeah, well, actually, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when... Michael, who's her ex-husband, 
confronts her like he's intimidating he's standing over the top of her he's forcing his affection in her face like he's not giving her a chance to choose that that shows a, a power dynamic that's off balance mm. and the way that she decides to handle it shows where she is mentally right it's our response to events that actually kind of character is is how we handle the situations we're presented with that's what defines our character for me okay. it was this it was a metaphor i was writing and i was hoping it went off well but apparently it went okay um about like would they get into an argument because she actually has to take as brandy was saying a job working for her ex-husband and his fiance, the woman that she left that he left her for and he's like trying to say you don't belong here and somewhere in the middle of all that anger that they're going back and forth she says it feels like a boat slip she feels like a boat pulling into the slip next to your home in a foggy night knowing that a warm heart will be there to await you and what she's talking about is just the fact that he is actually verbally abusing her just tearing her to bits and mm. she's like you know it should for anyone else they would just like repel but because she's so used to it she's like it feels like i'm home it feels like i'm loved again Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that, that's something that happens when you grow up or, or when you've been in a position long enough where the chaos has been constant, the abuse has been constant, your brain does normalize that behavior. And you start to see that as normal behavior. And so it feels comfortable, even in its discomfort, mm -hmm. which is, you know, that's part of why it's so hard to leave those situations. Oh because God. you're used to that, because you're comfortable with that, because you know what to expect from that. doesn't mean that's what you really want on the inside, mm -hmm. but it is what starts to feel normal and natural. And so your brain sort of seeks that out. And it takes a lot to break loose from that kind of mentality. Oh and that's God. kind of the, actually the, the book's progress is Haley starts off in that zone where she was used to that treatment from Michael. And then starts to see, you know what? No, that's not cool. I'm not okay with that. I want something better. Yeah. And that at the end of that argument, she does start to show because there's two different. I love how Brandy did it, where she was like, "Well, why would Haley stand up right now if she's used to that?" And it's like because there's two different Haley's. There's Haley from work because she run it. She ran a successful business before him, and she ran a successful business mm -hmm. after him. And then there's Haley that lives with Michael that's a wifey and so like they've been apart a long enough that Haley from work is the one that shows up at the end of that argument <laughs> instead of Haley the wife and I think it was even further contrasted in the book because she does on that same day meet the per meet a person that actually eventually invests in her emotionally and you can see the contrast but she's still a bit divided yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, I think there's a lot of women out there that do, and I, I was guilty of this one in my, my early marriage, is um, you're a strong, confident woman, not because you really want to be strong and confident, but because you feel like you can't trust anybody else. Mm. And then you meet a guy, and he seems to be the rock, right? The, the guy that you can depend on, the guy that you can rely on, the guy that will always be there for you. And you don't check into closely, too closely to why he is that way, right? Mm -hmm. So you get married and you let go. You're like, oh, he's going to be there for me. He's going to run. Well, he was looking for the strong, confident woman. You stopped being that. 
<laughs> now you have a problem in your relationship because he's not getting what he wanted and he starts being unstable because he was expecting you to kind of give him a compass to go by wow. because you seem to know what you wanted this is incredible stuff i mean it, holy cow i mean i think i'm going to start hosting my own like dr phil type show this is <laughs> i'll just bring you ladies on here and this has been amazing and uh i i've had so much fun getting to talk to uh <laughs> getting to talk to both of you in spite of all the uh, technical difficulties and uh our host site bumping this off air so we're you know people don't know but yeah this is like take two of the show brandy thank you so much for coming on and uh and winona as well winona what do you have coming up what where can people find a poly Oh, you can, what do I have coming up? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> there's uh, episode four of the Ladies Tale podcast. We still have the other three podcasts. We made a few more while we were in, um, in, in quarantine, but you can check out everything that me and Jade are up to at www.andwethought.com as well as if you want a really short version of this at andithoughtladies.com. And I want to thank you again for having me back on for a third time. <laughs> I'm sorry it's not the fun poetry stuff. No, that's all right. It's it's exciting that you're branching out and, and you've got so many uh, new things. Brandy, where can people find and follow you? Uh, well, mostly I'm on Facebook, and that's where I usually hang out. I'm also on Twitter, at Writer Brandy. Uh, Facebook is uh, Brandy and Miller 1975. There we go. And then um, occasionally I pop in on my own website, which is writeyourbook.today. <laughs> <laughs> I figured if there wasn't a clearer call to action than that, I could ask for a better website. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, as always, we're going to have links for all of this in the show notes. And this is going to be a, a hefty episode with lots of links. So it's going to be great. Everybody, uh, without further ado, I guess it's time to hand the floor over to our guests uh, with Free Falling and Loving. So this is uh, the beginning of chapter six. I show something kind of fun. Haley woke to the blare of sirens. Her feet hit the floor, missing the quick access slippers she kept beneath the bed for just such occasions. But she heeded the call of urgency to leave her house and move forward in her bare feet. Visions of plumes of smoke climbing the stairs in search of a resident to char triggered a fear that she was going to be roasted alive in her own dwelling. The thought trapped inside burning up alongside everything she owned was one that had haunted her since she was seven years old. She considered slipping on her robe while scurrying to leave. Her eyelids pasted shut beneath the sleep mask as she sprinted down the stairs to the door. The click of the jazz-era Harlem-style repurposed door helped a few fragmented thoughts settle into place as she stepped into the safety of the open air and the breezy late summer coolness began to slip around areas best not shown in public. A fear displaced the fear of burning alive, dulling the ordinarily pleasant sensation of air drying her more private crevices, and she found herself mentally reviewing her nightly routine with a silent prayer that she had not actually forgotten to put on clothing in her haste to exit the building. She began by patting her face. Her dermis was moisturized. That was the step that always came before unfolding the pajamas which were neatly stored at the end of her bed each morning. There were two bottles of her nocturnal skin routine used at the apex of the routine pyramid, followed by her underpants, a roller for her bangs, and her pajamas. Denying the evidence to the contrary, she reasserted herself 
that she simply must be wearing the pajamas. Putting them on was the last step she took before climbing into bed each night. She must be overreacting. The fresh air caressing her curves was not proof of a reality she would rather not face. Starting at the crown of her head, Haley began packing the naturally curly mane, now brushed into a bun, down her neck and to her shoulders, and then onto her breast and nipple naked. She was bloody naked. All other thoughts attempting to whimper forth were drowned by those deafening words of swooning forth. The horrifying reality confronted her. She left the building, hoping to preserve her life, but now found herself silently wishing that the ground would open beneath her and swallow her whole. I'm going to jump down. So you guys have the responsibility of reading the, the paragraphs in between this. The road clear, she bent down and blindly patted this, put the spare key under the fake rock and the giant planter on the left of her front step. The key was hidden between brushes and the flower box. She turned over the rock and the key fell down in the dirt next to the cement encased steps leading to the front door. A sense of urgency filled her mind. There was already plenty of tidbits available for a morning matinee viewing, and she had no desire to uncover the few pieces she could hide with her hand and forearms. Sorting through the dirt, expletives began streaming softly out of her mouth when she heard a man's voice coming from the sidewalk. Are you okay? She froze before sneaking a peek at the owner of the voice from between her knees. A light sheen on his forehead from his morning jog gave him an effervescent glow. The six-foot, three-inch guy was talking to her two airborne cheeks. Her hands were temporarily painted dirt brown. Her face had smears of topsoil on her front and back cheeks. Her hands were still resting on the pot. She was searching. What could he see? How much of her body bits were open to his view? Did she do enough exercise to be standing with her back in spread eagle? Was her full moon firm and her cellulite appropriately hidden? For the first time in her life, she considered the marriage of bleaching her excrement orifice. If she had to let her moon shine, it might as well be in its full glory. She stood up, covering her breast and lower area as she turned around to him. I'm fine. Why do you ask? Okay, there you go. That was Brandy M. Miller and Wilnona Marie and their latest book, free falling and loving it and wow what a cliffhanger there huh one of my favorite lines was if you're gonna let your moon shine let it be in its full glory <laughs> hey the book is available right now click the link in the show notes for where to pick it up and where to follow both of these wonderful ladies don't forget to also click the links in our show notes for our sponsors and podcast friends alike and Hit subscribe or follow button now, I believe is what it is on uh, like Apple Podcasts so that you don't miss out next week when I'm back with another return guest, L.M. Revere, and her book, The Southernmost Star. Until then, take care, everybody. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.